Welcome to our special series of podcasts from Business in Vancouver, honoring our recipients of the Chief Financial Officer of the Year Award. Um, the awards and our podcasts are made possible with the partnership as the presenting sponsor of the Chartered Professional Accountants of British Columbia and with the sponsorship of TELUS. We're grateful for their support, particularly during a very challenging year. And it has been a really challenging year for almost all businesses. And our six recipients are emblematic of how financial stewardship has excelled in many instances in our province. Our guests today are two of the six winners. Other podcasts in the series will feature the four others. CFO Simon Bodymore of TaskTop Technology is one of our province's most innovative technology firms, focusing on the field of enterprise software solutions as the winner in our small private category. And CFO and Vice President Don Matheson of UBC Properties Trust, the property management company of the significant UBC endowment lands, among other things is the winner in our large private company category. Congratulations to both of you. Welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Kirk. Thank you. Hey, let's uh, let's start. Uh, it has been an extraordinary year. Uh, Don, help me understand. We, what have you learned? <laughs> we learned a few things. Um, you know, going back to COVID, uh, we had a couple of things that we weren't set up for remote learning or remote learning, sorry, remote working. Uh-huh. Uh, we, you know, we got a significant construction business and we didn't know if they would be shut down or not. Uh, we were obviously concerned about the safety of our employees and what we're going to do. And, and we got a significant uh, rental portfolio. And we we're concerned how we're going to interact with our tenants, how we're going to turn suites over, how we're going to do maintenance. So we had a lot of challenges that we had to face. Uh, and we, we covered them off, I think, pretty well. You ticked the box. You're okay? Yes, we did. We did. <laughs> Simon, what about you? What about your, uh, your tasks in this? You know, I think we learned just how resilient our staff really were because we went from watching things on the news and realizing that something was happening to the following day, closing the offices, sending everyone home and going, well, how do we how do we now interact? Um, you know, we turned the business on its head and we came through just fine. Um, there was really only a period of about a week where we had to figure out just how to enable people to continue working. And then we realized that all our staff they're rock stars, they're completely resilient and they adapted really quickly. Hasn't been without its challenges. You know, we still have them today. As you can see, I'm working from home still. You know, we haven't opened up our offices yet. Um, and we're having to be accommodating for people who have, uh, you know, less than ideal situations at home or less than I- ideal work situations. But, uh, you know, the team has pulled through. Um, also dealing with enterprise customers. They are large enterprises that cannot adapt quickly to things. And that was likely the biggest challenge for us, helping work with customers in an environment where we can no longer go and sit down with them and work with them. Mm-hmm. Um, that was probably the biggest challenge we had. Yeah. Don, when a, a pandemic hits, how does a CFO lean in? Well, uh, you know, certainly my management style is a bit more collaborative and, and hands-off. I mean, I got a, a great support team here that are very qualified to their job. But in this particular situation, uh, I became quite hands-on. Um, I think uh, people were looking for more leadership and, and direction and how to do things. So, so I rolled up my sleeves, got in there. Uh, and it's probably a little bit more demanding of my staff in terms of, of deadlines and quantity and quality material, because uh, we were running scenarios, like right off the bat. You recall that you know, Trudeau was giving those daily updates in mm-hmm. Ottawa, and so we're saying, okay, there's another program. How does that impact us? How does that impact the bottom line? We got to change this. 
you know, let's model this. It was, it was kind of crazy, but uh, I think having one person take responsibility for it uh, certainly helped us out. It, it, does that uh, greater hands-on thing come with a little bit of a risk about what your team feels and, and how it has autonomy or, or a bit of freedom? No, I don't think so because, um, I mean, I've reverted back to my previous style right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but at the time, I think they were just looking for some direction. I mean, everyone was willing to chip in and, and I was involving the entire team throughout the entire process. But it just needed someone to take ownership of that process. And, yeah. uh, and I did that. Simon, tell me a little bit about, you know, how you had to lean in. Yeah, so, uh, you know, similar to Don, I think the experience was the team wanted guidance and they wanted to feel that we, we had things under control. Um, very different experience in, uh, in a small company. You know, the CFO wears many hats. So finance is not the only thing that, that kind of rolls up to me. You know, HR and facilities and all that fun stuff comes as well. Um, IT where, uh, you know, we're scrambling to try and make sure people have enough office equipment at home to do their job. So it was definitely a, a period of proving whether you're organized or not and whether you could make decisions quickly. And I think the decisions didn't necessarily have to be the right ones. They just had to be made confidently and you had to be willing to change your mind the following day. And I think that's become our life right now. It's like, how do you do the best today knowing that tomorrow is going to be different? It's kind of ironic too, Simon, that, uh, you know, we have a March 31st year end. And so we had just presented our annual budget and literally the next month we're running these multitude of scenarios and options, basically showing all the ways that we can show this budget is not going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Is, is there such a thing as a 2020, 2021 budget? That's no, it's, it's been modified three times already. <laughs> yeah. I think we were, we were told at a board meeting not to refer to something as a budget, but a scenario. You know, it's, uh, this is something that may happen. It likely won't. So it's a scenario. Tell us what the next scenario is and we'll go off that one. Yeah, we, we make a little bit of light of it, but it is actually really quite consequential, isn't it? The, the, the ability to, to maneuver and navigate uh, on the basis of almost the last week's financial performance. Definitely from our perspective, there's a lot of short-term actions and short-term thinking. And, you know, we still have an, an overarching longer-term goal, but we know that, you know, the outcome in a year, two years is going to be very different to what we think it is today. Yeah. Um, you know, flexibility is key. Yeah. Let me ask you, Simon, what surprised you? <laughs> what surprised me? Many things have surprised me. You know, I think the adaptability of the teams has surprised me. Um you know, there was, there was no complaining. People were just, they were engaged and they wanted to make this work. Um, you know, we run regular employee engagement surveys to see how our teams are feeling. We're hitting the highest scores we've ever hit in, in the six years we've been running those surveys right now because people are appreciating the little steps that the company is doing. Um, that completely surprised me. I thought people would be so miserable working from home. They're just not prepared for it you know, that lack of collaboration with their, with their colleagues. Um, you know, I, I do think we have proven that we can operate a business with large customers in a remote fashion. It's not ideal and things need to change again going forward. But I think for now, it's been incredibly surprising that we've made some of the biggest sales we've made in, in the company's history over the past six months. Yeah. Don, what about you? Yeah. Same, similar comments to Simon. Um, you know, the fact that we, we adapted, we were agile, um, you know, we, we went to this remote 
uh, working and it was pretty seamless. There was a few hiccups along the way, but once everyone got settled down with their laptops and monitors, um, we became pretty efficient and, and we changed our processes along the way. So it's that we've basically gone paperless right now. Mm -hmm. And some of those procedures we're, we're continuing to adopt today. So that's been important. But what we found is you mentioned about people working from home. That's kind of a positive and negative. Um, some people we're, we're back open full time, hundred percent right now. Um, when we came back, people, you know, not everyone was excited to come back full time. You know, some people, they missed the face-to-face -face interaction, the water cooler banter and all that kind of stuff. And others uh, were like, well, geez, you know, why are we back full time? Um, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not comfortable with some safety things. And it wasn't that we didn't do enough in the office. I think we went over and above with our, our office protocols here. Uh, but they were concerned about uh, commuting and the transportation aspect of it. So we said, okay, fine. So we actually piloted like a, a two-day work from home on a rotational basis. And, and like Simon, our, our survey results show that people are thrilled. They're very happy about that. Uh, mm -hmm. But one thing as well, like we hired an individual during the period that we were locked down. And we were kind of wondering, like, how does someone get connected to the company culture? When yeah. they've, they've only done the interview through Zoom, they've never actually visited the office or seen anyone on a face-to-face -face basis. So that's a bit of a challenge for us. And, and we're also a little bit concerned about people's mental health, to be quite honest with you. Some people working from home, and I said, like, they maybe didn't have the best setup at home, whether they're working around a kitchen table or whatever in a small condominium unit. Uh, and so isolation is, is an issue. And so we've actually changed our, our benefit plan to include a mental health aspect, which has been uh, well received from staff as well. Yeah, I think everyone's pointing to the, you know, the changing of the seasons that we have going on right now as perhaps a bit of a portend of some challenges around mental health and all that. And Simon, are you, are you noticing that at Tasktop? Yeah, absolutely. We've had some people who I think have had a, a tougher time than others adapting, you know, if they are working from home and they're alone, we actually, uh, Timing was terrible for some people. We we recruited a number of people from out of town and out of country in the earlier part of the year, and some of them were due to arrive in March and April. Yeah. So these people, they've moved their entire lives across the world for us, and then they haven't been able to meet any of their colleagues in person. Mm. Um, some of them have been stuck essentially at home in a, in a condo on their own. Um, so definitely some challenges there. And we're actually in the process of opening up the office on a partial basis now to. Uh, to try and address some of that and get some interaction with uh, with colleagues and get some people a, a change of scenery. Um, you know, I think the fall is going to be tough for a lot of people. Sure. It, it, a, a bit of a tough question, maybe on the spur of the moment to answer, but uh, Don, what, what's been your proudest moment during this time? Um, getting through this process. <laughs> um, I think we've, we've done a good job getting through the process with uh, people you know, looking after our staff from a safety perspective, uh, implementing a rotational work pattern, which has been good. But I think I'm most proud of, of how we've adapted to our, our tenants, um, especially the retailers. Um, you know, we, we do have a couple of the big guys and, and they didn't need any assistance during this period, like the grocery stores or the pharmacies or the banks. But we have a lot of smaller, you know, mom-pa type stores. And, and we wanted to see them survive. Um, you know, it does nothing for the retail experience if you have a store which goes dark. Mm. And so, you know, how can we help them? And, and when the government came out with certain programs, we jumped on right away. Um, you know, uh, how do we get them involved in our marketing brand and on our website? And we feature them prominently. Um, you know, we're actually looking at, uh, you know, we have some of these smaller cafes on campus. 
and we're actually going to look at some tents because they've enjoyed the nice summer months of sitting outside on these cafes. But now how can we roll that into the fall and have some tents with some heating systems so that they can still enjoy and still be open, right? Because we know, we know this is not going to end soon. It's going to last for a little bit longer. And um, it's about sharing the pain amongst all of us. And so we're taking a hit, uh, the retail is taking a hit, you know, throughout this whole process, I've been in discussions with our, our lenders and they've been very supportive of the strategy. So they understand it. Um, and it's just seeing us through. So I think, I think we're well positioned to see us through to springtime, but uh, let's hope, let's hope things improve. I, I lived out at uh, in the endowment lands for 13 years. And uh, I, I wonder, I, I don't live there anymore, but I wonder whether uh, this pandemic has actually um, in a lot of ways created uh, a, a new community identity. It has, it has definitely has. Um, it's interesting. The pandemic is one part, but it was really UBC's decision to go to online learning in May, which was the big hit to us because at that point, um, you know, we got, we got about 80, 80% of our market units are rented to students. And that time the students are saying, well, why am I paying rent when I can get the same online experience at home in my parents' house? And so at that point, the demand fell off the cliff. And when the demand is gone, uh, you know, there's no one visiting our shops and services. So it trickled down to our retailers. So that had a bigger impact on us mm -hmm. than the pandemic itself. Interesting. Interesting. Simon, in terms of your own proud moment. What's you know, it? we, uh, in the middle of March, we launched a brand new product. Um, up until that point, we were a one product company and we went to the enormous step of becoming a two product company, which is way more complicated than it sounds in, uh, in those terms. And we as a company have done a tremendous job, I think, of launching that product, generating interest and selling it. You know, we set ourselves what we thought were some ambitious goals earlier on in the year and we've exceeded them. But it hasn't been easy. Every aspect of our business has kind of been turned on its head in terms of how we how we go to customers, how we go to market, how we sell the product, how we support it on the back end. And we somehow kind of went from April where nothing happened, like literally nothing happened. You know, we were, we were just sitting there going, oh, boy, what what's next? to having what's just finished to be the best quarter we've ever had in a summer quarter. Nice. Um, and the amount of work that went into that is just phenomenal. So I think just figuring that out on short notice, that, that makes me really proud. Yeah. Let me continue with you, Simon. I mean, uh, I asked about what you learned, which you answered like Don did about the operations, what you learned about your operations. What did you learn about yourself? You've got to embrace change and not be afraid of it. You know, I think as finance people, we like consistency and we like predictability and we don't have that today. You know, every day is going to bring something new. And I, I think I personally learned to just roll with the changes, whatever they are. Well, okay, we'll adapt. We'll figure it out. And let's just let's see what tomorrow brings. Yeah. Don, what, what do you feel you've learned about yourself? I, I echo Simon's uh, comments there totally. Uh, you you got to be agile and, and, uh, and change when change is necessary. Um, so I, I echo your comments totally, Simon. Yeah. So, so we're here talking in mid-October, and, and what I wonder from you is, what do you think is possible now to predict and what isn't possible to predict about the year ahead, Don? Uh, well, for us, it's, um, you know, UBC 
their decision to go to online learning is a big deal for us. Um, I don't think they're going to go back in the springtime. So we're going to, the next six months is going to be kind of a steady state for us. And, and again, I'm worried a little bit about the winter months and the weather and how our retailers are going to fare during that period. Mm-hmm. Um, I think our residents are going to be okay. Uh, we've got sufficient occupancy levels there to carry us through. And we've got great support from our lenders. And, uh, and we've got a strong balance sheet. So I think financially, we'll be okay. But, but we're just kind of a piece of a larger ecosystem at UBC. And so I think we want everybody to survive and thrive. So we want to support our retailers as best we can. Yeah. Simon, tell me a little bit about what the, uh, the knowns and the unknowns are. You know, the knowns are that we, uh, we have a product that's great in the market and that is selling. And we believe that we can sell even more of it and we're actively hiring people, we're actively staffing up and, and trying to expand. We're doing this against an environment where, you know, we're in a pandemic. It, the, the rates of infection are going up in certain markets, but not in others. We don't know what that's going to look like or when a, when a vaccine will come. Um, but more importantly, if you look at our biggest market, which is the US, it's an election year. And it's a particularly uh, interesting election year. And we just don't know what the impact is going to be there. You know, there's lots of talk of recession. There's lots of turmoil. In a general normal election year, things are pretty lumpy around that time anyway. But this year, who knows what it's going to bring. So, you know, we're, we're kind of on a knife edge right now that we're building up for the demand that we think is there. And yet we don't know what, what that economy is going to do. And if it, if it takes a turn one way or the other, we could be really impacted. Okay. Um, I'm looking for a really honest answer here. Don't be afraid to answer it in a way that might not be the way you think it needs to be answered. Don, do you like your job more than you did before the pandemic? Um, Yes. Yes. Because like Simon said previously, you can get a little stale and routine and repetitive through a task. Uh, We were thrown a curveball a big curveball in March and April, and uh, it was actually a little bit exciting. Um, you know, there's a lot of uncertainty, of course, you know, with uh, we got a big construction part of our business and we didn't know whether that'd be shut down. And if that was shut down, um, things would have turned out quite a bit differently for us. But the fact that we were continue on was a good thing. But it was, it was, it was a daily grind as to how we're going to adapt and change and meet these challenges. So uh, I did find it exciting. Hmm. Simon? I'm adapting. I, I'm a lot happier now than I was earlier on. I think the biggest thing missing for me is, is interaction with people. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm a social person. I like to walk around. And, uh, you know, one of my colleagues jokes that I manage by walking because I'll walk around the office and just stop and talk to people. I can't do that now. So, uh, you know, it's definitely something that I myself am having to work on. But uh, I'm a lot happier than I was six months ago. Nice. Well, keep on that trajectory, I guess. <laughs> I want to thank you both, Don and Simon. It's been a great chat. Uh, really, uh, congratulations again on the award. And uh, we're going to see you soon at an event, October 27th at the Terminal City Club, along with our four other winners, Greg Goodmanis of uh, Diversified Royalty Corporation, Andrea Johnston of Pinnacle Renewable Energy, Hitesh Kathari of uh, BC Children's Hospital, and Amy Lamb of the Chartered Professional Accountants in BC. Thanks for your time today, guys. Thank you. I'm Kirk Point, publisher and editor-in-chief of Business in Vancouver. Thanks a lot for joining us.